Today is the 16th of November 2022, and it's a Wan Pra Lunar Observance Day. Today is the 8th lunar day of the 12th lunar month. And in Thai, Wan Pra, the Pra comes from Wara in Pali, meaning that which is excellent or supreme. And to make this day an excellent day, we do that with our practice. Because it's normal for a day to come and go, for the sun to rise and set. But on these lunar observance days, we set our hearts to do even more goodness and merit than normal. We do activities which make our minds higher and better to make this day an excellent day, a supreme day. So every seven days or every eight days, there's one lunar observance day. We can also set the intention that a Saturday or Sunday or both can be our lunar observance day. We can make those days our excellent days to train and practice, to train our minds in samadhi, peace and collectedness to cultivate mindfulness, which is very important, to bring our minds to right view. We see that we have this faith and belief in the Buddha, which is an important point. We have respect and reverence for the Buddha. We have faith that the Buddha really did know the truth for himself, had the wisdom to completely abandon the defilements of mind, and great wisdom, great compassion, and great purity. He was able to know the way to purity as well. So we start out with faith. But at first we're not able to realize the truth that the Buddha realized for ourselves. So we have effort and we strive in it. And these qualities which bring us to success, the Buddha is taught already. Chanda, Virya, Chitta, and Vimangsa. This Chanda is having effort in the doing of goodness, practicing generosity, or higher than that, we train in virtue and sila. Because in order to train in virtue, one needs to have even more intent, to have even more effort. Then having virtue established, then we have the faith to practice to practice the Dhamma. So when we practice the Dhamma, we practice to know the Dhamma, see and attain to the Dhamma, which is to know the truth, to see the truth, and attain to the truth. So we practice the Dhamma to know and see the Dhamma, and we do this with mindfulness. So we've heard already, or we've read it in the text, that mindfulness is the quality of recollection and sampajanya is clear awareness. So we cultivate a lot of mindfulness. In the beginning, we have to have kanti, patient endurance, to control the mind. We have to have a lot of patient endurance. So we know that in our lives, before we just live in the world in a normal way, not seeing the drawbacks of an agitated mind, and we felt that it was normal for the mind to think all day long without hardly ceasing. 
just following likes and dislikes, sometimes laughing, sometimes crying, sometimes happy, sometimes sad, the mind just chaotic and busy thinking here and there, thinking about the past or future, proliferating all day and night, and then sleeping and waking up and doing it again, thinking a lot, having a lot of agitation and chaos in the mind, even to the point where one's not able to sleep. And there's a lot of people that experience this. So it's good to see the agitated mind because this is seeing dukkha, seeing suffering, the noble truth of suffering, seeing the mind that's troubled and agitated. And this comes from craving and attachment. But we want no suffering. We want freedom from suffering. Just like the fully self-awakened Buddha realized and all the awakened disciples after him all the sawakas and arahants, and all of them taught the path of sila, samadhi, and panya, virtue, collectedness, and wisdom. The Buddha taught that one who trains in sila, samadhi, and panya can see the Dhamma, can know the Dhamma. So we know this and we have effort in our practice. And this quality of motivation, strength of heart, Energy of heart is very important. We have the strength and energy of heart to listen to the Dhamma of the great teachers. And we have faith and belief that they've succeeded in their practice already. For example, Venerable Ajahn Mun and Venerable Ajahn Chah. So we may, may or may not have had the, the cultivated merit to meet these great teachers in person, but we can be close to their teachings. We have the merit for that. And so we meet the way of the path of practice. We strive and have effort in that path. So we know about it already. We've seen and heard about sila, samadhi, and panya. So we see that virtue is controlling our behavior of body and speech. But this quality of samadhi, have we have very little of that, the firmly established mind. We close our eyes and set the mind to know the in and out breath, and the mind thinks and proliferates. So we need to really set our hearts on this practice because we have five old friends that we've associated with for a very long time already. This thinking, agitated mind, liking according to sensuality, sensual desire, ill will, sloth and torpor, restlessness, skeptical doubt. These are friends that we've been associating with and being close with for a very long time. Our mind likes these five things very much. But they, these five qualities obscure our minds and prevent them from gathering in peace. So we have to cultivate a new friend, which is our kamatana, our meditation object. And we need to associate with that friend, which is to associate with a wise individual. These five hindrances are not wise friends. They make our minds agitated.
And so the great teachers taught to practice our kamatana, which is our basis for work, our place of work, which we make into our new friend, to bring our mind to peace and collectedness, to bring our mind to a single object, a single point. So we know this, and we can practice with the mantra Budo, Dhammo, Sangho, because we want our minds to be cool. We don't want a hot mind. But we may practice for not very many days or not many months. We feel that we really want this quality of peace and collectedness, and we want it to be deep. And if we have the previously established or previously cultivated parami, then we are able to do this. But if our past parami is not to that level, then we can't gather in samadhi that quickly. So we have to have patient endurance first. And what we need to do is practice a lot, to really do the practice a great deal, to make effort in it, to not give up, to not stop in our efforts, because we need to realize samadhi. The great teacher, Venerable Ajahn Chah, compared it to water in the ground. If we dig a hole, if we dig a well, and we don't stop digging, then we'll meet with water for sure. It might be difficult, it could be 100 meters down, 300 meters down. But if we keep going, we'll meet with water for sure. Because the water's there, the water's there, but in some places it's more shallower, more deep, and harder or easier to reach. So if we make effort without ceasing, then we'll get peace of mind for sure. We'll get samadhi for sure. These five old friends of the hindrances will exit the mind, and the mind will be with a new friend of Bhutto, of the meditation object firmly established. So all day long may you do this a lot, cultivate this a lot, to bring the mind to samadhi. So this is something that we should know about. And we see that in a given day we can receive a lot of new information. We need to be careful about this. Because if we receive a lot of information, a lot of data, and sometimes it's not necessary. We read a lot or listen to a lot. can make the mind agitated and troubled. Because all this information we receive, it's all about me and mine, you and yours. All about the self. All about the five khandhas of form, feeling, perception, formations, and consciousness. Because just our own five khandhas is already a heavy burden that we carry around. So if we start trying to carry around other khandas, other burdens, we try to carry around the whole world, this is nothing but trouble and agitation for us. This makes our minds not peaceful. Sometimes we do have to know about things, but we know about them and then we put them down. Then we train our minds and cultivate our minds to bring our minds to samadhi. We may sit for one hour and only feel peaceful for ten minutes, but we gradually do this bit by bit, and the mind becomes bright and more full, 
and happy. And so we experience this. We can experience rapture, peace, and bliss arising from a peaceful mind. But if we think and proliferate a lot, the mind is just agitated, then the energy of mind will decrease, the strength of mind will decrease. And if we're someone who's a manager or leader, then we can receive a lot of sense impressions. And then we don't have a peaceful mind, our mind is agitated because we're receiving these moods and sense impressions all day long that our mind's not peaceful. And so we need to practice regularly, to meditate regularly. If we're at home, we try to practice every day, to sit meditation every day. This is food for our heart. Because we see that physical food, we eat three or four meals a day we see that we need to eat this food or we want to eat this food. But the food for the heart we should eat as well on a daily basis. If we're traveling a far distance, then we can go with our meditation object. Because this is called being a meditation monk or meditation monastic and also a meditation layperson. So we train the mind like this. One can also use the method of contemplation. It's not just only bhutto. Because if we only do bhutto, sometimes the mind is stubborn and resistant. So instead we can contemplate the four elements of earth, air, fire, and water. We can separate those elements out and see them disintegrate and degrade. See that they're not self, that they're empty to see all the five aggregates of form, feeling, perception, formations, and consciousness. To see it all as not self, it's all empty. To see all things as empty. Because if we see everything as empty, then the king of death cannot find us. This is what the Buddha taught to Mogaraja, to contemplate everything as empty and the king of death cannot find you. And he realized full enlightenment based on this. So may you practice consistently and evenly this path of virtue, collectedness and wisdom to bring the mind to gather together, to know bit by bit. And in this way, faith increases. We have this quality of chanda or enjoyment or liking in the practice. We have rapture and fullness of heart arise, and we have effort. Because if we don't have rapture and happiness and fullness of heart in our practice, then we can feel weary in our practice. We practice and the mind's not peaceful, we don't want to do it anymore. So we have to have patient endurance, because we need this quality of samadhi. And when we experience samadhi, then the energy of heart increases. Then the mind becomes firmly established in practicing generosity, virtue, doing the chanting, doing the meditation. But before we reach the point where we have this level of strength of heart, of energy of heart, we rely on our great teachers we rely on them and their teachings and their support. 
we practice with their guidance. This helps our faith and energy to increase every day. It's just like a small child growing up with the support of a parent. They gradually increase their ability to take care of themselves. So one has to have effort in this to make one's mindfulness well established, to have energy in this. Because we have this interest to train the mind and given that we don't miss any sessions and if we practice consistently like this then in no long time we can reach samadhi. We use the meditation object of recollecting the Buddha. Sometimes we might wonder what recollect or what meditation object is appropriate for our personality type. But we see that all of us are ones who have faith in the Buddha. And therefore, recollecting the Buddha is appropriate for all of our personality types. So may you have effort and perseverance in this and strive. Whether walking or sitting meditation, may you have effort in that to not miss out on it. So you walk and sit meditation, and in the end, the mind gathers in samadhi. It can be kanaka samadhi or a little bit of samadhi. But these little bits, we keep getting more and more of them, they become stronger and more powerful. It's like getting money. We may get a small amount of money, then another small amount, and it adds up. May we get a hundred baht or dollars or a thousand or another thousand, and it accumulates like this. It increases. So we need to be careful with our minds. So we train and practice. And we may wish that the greed and aversion will just disappear. But they don't disappear straight away. They're still there. So we have to have patient endurance first. And as we keep practicing, we see that the greed and aversion, they do decrease in strength gradually, bit by bit. They become less and less and samadhi becomes more and more. So the important point is to set our hearts and minds, to set our hopes on striving to see and know the Dhamma. Because we see that this practice of virtue and generosity, it is the way to know the Dhamma. So we bring our minds to peace and collectedness. And we really want to know what is seeing the Dhamma like? What is it like to know and realize the Dhamma? So we practice and train and meditate. In the end, wisdom arises, knowledge arises. We see that everything is not self. We see that everything merely arises and ceases. That all conditioned formations are a heap of suffering. We see this clearly knowledge arises in the mind. We see that everything is arising and ceasing, that really there's nothing there in truth, that in the world there's only arising and ceasing. There's just aging, getting sick, and dying. We see this clearly. A faith in the Buddha arises, becomes strong. We see that all things in the world lack meaning, 
There's no meaning to any of them. We see the Dhamma. Our faith in the Triple Gem is strong, and the Triple Gem is complete in the mind. So in the beginning, we bring our faith to be firm and well-established like this. We have effort, bring the mind to happiness and fullness, which is a happiness and fullness that we've never known before, unlike anything we've ever experienced. This is the fruit of Dhamma practice. So we practice to train the mind, to give rise to faith, to strive and have effort, to give rise to wisdom, to understand all conditioned formations. So may you all set your hearts on this.